Welcome to the Upper Room Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to urfellowship.com. With joy, excitement, anticipation, and expectation, we come to this day to present Kate home to be ordained as the first woman elder of the Upper Room. Now, let me give you just kind of an overview of what we're going to be doing. In a moment, when I finish, Kate's going to come and just some, share some of her life and journey that brought her to this place. After that, we'll have an ordination service, uh, anointing Kate for ministry. We'll then invite uh, a number of women that have walked with Kate in her journey to maturity and women that Kate has discipled and walked with in their journey to grow in relationship and discipleship. These women will minister to Kate prayerfully and prophetically. The elders will then pray, including the laying on of hands and anointing with oil. Uh, Just as a side note, an announcement, uh, after the ordination service, the altar ministry team will come and be available if you have personal needs to be prayed for. Also, immediately after the ordination, we will have a reception in the destiny room. You just go straight out the doors and turn left and right in there where you will have the opportunity to greet Kate and congratulate her. Monica is going to read some scripture as we prepare. First Timothy 3, 1 through 7. If any of you aspires to be an overseer in the church, you have set your heart toward a noble ambition. For the word is true, yet an elder needs to meet certain qualifications. For example, an elder should be one who is without blame before others. He should be one whose heart is for his wife alone and not another woman. He should be recognized as one who is sensible and well-behaved and living a disciplined life. He should be a spiritual shepherd who has the gift of teaching and is known for his hospitality. He cannot be a drunkard or someone who lashes out at others or argumentative or someone who simply craves more money, but instead look for one who is peaceable, recognized by his gentleness. His heart should be set on guiding his household with wisdom and dignity bringing up his children to worship with devotion and purity. For if he's unable to properly lead his own household well, how could he properly lead God's household? He should not be a new disciple who would be vulnerable to living in the clouds of conceit and fall into pride, making him an easy prey for Satan. He should be respected by those who are unbelievers, having a beautiful testimony among them so that he will not fall into the traps of Satan and be disgraced. Acts fourteen twenty three. When they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they believed. And first Peter five one through four. 
Therefore, I exhort the elders among you, as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, he will receive the unfading crown of glory. Now, would you please stand with me as we welcome Kate to come and share her journey? try to make this through it without crying. And I wrote this down so I would say what I needed to say. Okay. I was born at a hospital, but almost not. And I like to think that my love of the upper room started early. The night before I was born, my parents were at an upper room camping and fellowship time at Camp Frederick. And they were invited to stay again overnight, but my mom was worried, rightly so, and so they left. And I was born that night because this is the way I reason it. I reason that it was definitely the camp time with my fellow upper roomers um, that was enough to bring me into the world. Oh, the upper room and all my people. So <laughs> so I, I tell this story sometimes, and it's kind of cute and funny, but... I guess I tell this story really as a way to express how much I love the upper room and the people here and how long I have loved the upper room and the people here. So I have spent my whole life at the upper room. Uh, My parents were some of the original people. Um, The families here became my family. Uh, If you know these names, you probably will recognize them. I spent my childhood running through the Osbournes' fields, hiding in the Streefler's attic, playing in the barn at the Sheldon's house, being wacky on Wednesday nights uh, at the church in Chip Richter's class. Uh, I grew up um, dancing in Monica Streefler's dance troupe. I joined Lynn Hamilton's girls' group, and I sat in Sunday school learning from Ron Myers, played in the youth worship team, And my parents spent their lives making sure that I knew Jesus and that I knew the Bible and that I was surrounded by people who loved Jesus. And the upper room has been completely and totally formative in those things. There are people in this room who have given whole parts of their lives to me, um, who have given years of godly example and teaching and love. And so if you are here, thank you so much. I love you. Um, I continue to love the upper room and the people in it. I love what we stand for, and I love what we believe, and I love how we love each other so well. This place is very unique and special in so many ways, and it has been a huge honor to grow up and be a part and a privilege to have the opportunity to serve here in the leadership as I have grown older because 
as I grew up, uh, the things that I had taken a part in actually became the things I led. Being at youth group uh, led to leading youth group. Um, being on the youth worship team led to leading worship team, being a part of the girls group, and then Beth Scheller's shine became leading my own shine girls with my favorite ladies. And so I am very grateful to have been given the opportunity to lead in so many different ways here. Very grateful for that. Um, to be honest, I did not plan on leading. You know, in, in each instance, there seemed to be a need, an idea, or something that God was kind of pointing at. And I just felt like I kind of said, yeah, to whatever was needed. And for however people needed cared for, I was like, yeah, let's try that. Let's do that. And so people have asked me a couple of times, you know, did you grow up knowing that you wanted to be an elder? And no, there 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 wasn't that to look at, and there wasn't that to be a possibility, I guess. So um, I, I didn't dream of eldership, um, but I feel like God really began to do a work in me about this over the last couple of years, and so here we are today. <clears throat> um, the last couple of years have been full of highs and lows, and so I've been working with the eldership, and we've been questioning and seeking and doubting and praying, and I just want to say this is part of the reason that I love the upper room, because um, the the leadership here doesn't do anything because it's a fad. Um, they they love the word. They're grounded in the word. They love Jesus, and they seek to please him well. Um, before anyone else's approval or opinion. And so I've been working with the eldership um, for about four years. Um, But in the last two years, we just began seriously searching and praying and seeking leadership. I mean, I'm sorry, seeking like direction in women in leadership. So this is not a flippant thing. Um, You may disagree on the topic, and that's okay. I know that many of us stand in very many different places, um, but today I just want to know you to know that this has been worked through and prayed over and um, thought about for, for literally two years now. And um, the leadership here cares about you, <laughs> and they care about the kingdom of God, and I, I hope that you feel the same of me. I hope you know that I care profoundly about this place and the people in it and that you and this place are my home. And I hope you know that I believe in and love the history of this place and I also believe and love what God wants to do here in the future. And I hope that you know it's been and continues to be a great honor to serve you and try to love you all very well. So. Thank you for accepting me and for and accepting an ideal that's bigger than me at the same time. You know, this morning is about me, but not really. Do you know what I'm saying? It is about me, but it's not about me. This is actually about, you know, we've said this before, heaven getting to earth. It's about getting back to the garden. It's about releasing people freely into their gifts. It's about learning to work as one. You know, we're preparing to be the bride of Christ. <laughs> and so I love the steps we're taking towards towards that. So thank you for this morning and this opportunity. I love you.
Amen. Thank you, Kate. <clears throat> As we begin this ordination, uh, to the family of the Upper Room Fellowship, we propose this day to ordain to the ministry of Elder Pastor Catherine Lauren Holm. The others have examined Kate's life and her call and character and are confident she is prepared for this sacred office. We believe that Kate is called to this ministry, and after prayer and fasting, we believe that this is in harmony with God's will. So at this time, I want to invite the elders to come and to stand. <clears throat> and Kate, if you would come and, and uh, stand here. And for this part, Kate, I want you to face me, okay? Kate, this is a solemn hour in your life and a very important moment in the history of the Upper Room Fellowship. You have heard of the, the dignity and great importance of the ministry of an elder in the church to which you are called. You are entering into and identifying with the elders of the church throughout the ages who have answered the glorious call to serve Almighty God in the care and nurturing of his people. You are following in the footsteps of those who sought to spread scriptural holiness throughout the lands of the earth. This calling to which you now enter is sacred. There is no privilege more meaningful than that which comes to you through obeying Jesus in your call. We exhort you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to be a messenger, a watchman, a steward of the Lord, to seek out the lost, to teach and admonish, to feed and provide for the Lord's family, to watch over and care for his children who are in the midst of this broken world, that they may be saved through Christ forever. Be careful to remember always the great treasure that is committed to your charge. For those who have been placed in your care are the, are the possession of Jesus Christ, purchased not with silver or gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus. This is his church for whom he gave his life. The church which you have been called to serve is his bride and his body. Therefore, see that you never cease from your labor, your care, your diligence, until you have done all that lies in you to bring all that are committed to your charge into the maturity of Christ Jesus. For as much as this ministry requires great excellence and is performed with great effort, consider how you ought to forsake as much as you can all worldly cares and devote yourself to the Lord himself being studious in learning the scripture and acquiring such knowledge and skill as you may help to declare the living word of God. Kate, we know that you have weighed and pondered these things, and that you have clearly determined by God's grace to give yourself unreservedly to the ministry of elder pastor in the church. Kate, so that this congregation assembled here may understand your statement of faith and intent as an elder pastor in the church, Please answer the following questions clearly. We pray also in stating and hearing these vows that you may all the more be moved to perform the duties that are yours as an elder in the church. Do you now, in the presence of all who are assembled here, confess and reaffirm your faith in Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, your Savior and Lord? Do you believe in your heart that you are truly called according to the will of our Lord Jesus Christ to the ministry of an elder? Are you willing to face any sacrifice that may be involved? 
For the honor of Jesus and the sake of your walk with God, are you willing to make a complete dedication of yourself to the highest ideals of Christian ministry with respect to purity of life in body, mind, and spirit, being, dis- being a disciplined example? Are you persuaded that the Holy Scriptures contain the truth required for eternal salvation through the faith in Jesus Christ? And are you determined out of the same scriptures to instruct the people committed to your charge that they may enter into eternal and abundant life? Will you in the spirit of Christ defend the church against doctrine contrary to God's word? Will you be diligent in prayer in reading of God's word, which will bring your continual growth in the knowledge of God and his kingdom? Will you apply all diligence to order and fashion your own life and the lives of your family according to the teachings of Christ? Will you maintain and promote unity and harmony and set forth among all Christians and especially among those who are committed to your care? Will you reverently submit and be accountable to your fellow pastors who are given the responsibility to watch over your soul, being committed to following their godly admonitions with a willing mind and heart? Are you willing to minister alongside the elders, encouraging one another, standing with one another to fulfill the vision and mission of God that the Lord has birthed in the Upper Room Fellowship? Amen. That's a lot of things, Kate. (laughs) Pray with me. Heavenly Father, you have given Kate a desire to do all these things. Grant also unto her wisdom and power to perform all that she has vowed in your presence. Accomplish in Kate the good work which you have begun, that she may may be found blameless. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I address this, we would normally address this to the wife, but we address this to your spouse. Questions of intent for you, Chris. Chris, and you can come stand right by Kate. Chris, do you understand the charge and burden of the call to the ministry of eldership that Kate is accepting? Are you willing to share in the sacrifices that may be involved in her answering this call? Will you be an encouragement to Kate in the ministry of an elder, supporting her by your prayers and devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ? And will you encourage her by your love and honor thereby strengthening her in the ministry entrusted to her as God gives you grace and strength. Now, Chris and Kate have answered those questions of intent. I'd like the congregation to please stand. And we have some questions for you. In your standing, you're acknowledging your support for Kate, whom we now set apart for the ministry uh, of the of an elder of the Church of Jesus Christ. Will you, the congregation, believing in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, commit to living a life worthy of the calling you have received, being completely humble and gentle, patient, bearing with one another in love? And you can be very enthusiastic in your response. Will you make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, knowing There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, 
who is over all and through all and in all. Will you in the presence of God pledge your prayers and support to Kate, whom we now set apart and ordain to the ministry of elder pastor? Will you encourage her by your love, strengthen her by your fellowship, and hear and receive with humility the ministry of elder pastor to which God has called her? And finally, will you recognize that Kate is appointed of God to stand with the other elders, to watch over the flock, and as as such should be granted the respect and honor due the office, that you may profit from her oversight as an elder of the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, uh, Pastor Bruce is going to come and anoint Kate with oil, and then we're going to invite some folks to come and to pray for her. Kate, as we prepare to lay hands on you today, a big part of this is an acknowledgement of the call and anointing on your life. Another part is in recognition of all that you're already doing in leading and serving and pastoring here. But as we anoint you now, we we release a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon you, an anointing for increase, a new level of grace upon your life, wisdom for every situation, and divine favor. And we ask that signs and wonders from heaven would follow you to reveal the goodness of God, leaving a trail of blessing wherever you go. Kate, look for God to increase your capacity for compassion. This compassion is going to cause you to tap into heaven and release the mercy of God over people and situations. And so, over your life, we speak increase, abundance, fullness, and grace to give it all away. Amen. Now, we would like, uh, we've spoken to the elders' wives, and there's some other women who are part that uh, Katie helped to disciple. We want to invite those women to come and minister to Kate at this time and pray for her. So as Kate said, this is, this is about Kate, but it's not about Kate. So this is about women in the kingdom of God. So I'm speaking to Kate today, but I'm also speaking to every young girl and every older woman and all of us. So in Genesis, it talks about creation. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the seas, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit 
trees for your food, and I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life, and that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and the morning came, marking the sixth day. And then in Genesis 2, it goes on to describe a little bit more in detail about the creation of a woman. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed the ground, all the wild animals, and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall asleep into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone, flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united in one. So that word helper in the Bible, sometimes we might think of it as washing clothes or cooking or cleaning the kitchen, but that's really not what the word means. Um, It's a Hebrew word, ezer, and it's used 21 times in in the Old Testament, twice to describe women, three times to describe nations who were defending Israel, and 16 times to describe the Lord. So it really has a military connotation to it that um, he created woman. And there's several women in the Bible that God raised up. Deborah, he raised up to lead with courage and to deliver the Israelites. He raised up Esther, who sacrificed much and became an intercessor and an advocate for her people and saved her nation. He raised up Mary to literally birth Jesus Christ and nurture and grow him. He raised up the other Mary to be his disciple who was devoted and cared for him. So there's so many pictures of the uniqueness that God has created women for. And I just encourage you that as you lead, that you don't try to lead as, as a man. And when there are no examples before you that, you know, you look and you see the elders, but you're not to lead like them because you're unique. And he wants you to lead with the female side of God and be a nurturer, be an advocate, be an intercessor, be a deliverer. So I'm just going to pray into that for Kate. (laughs) Lord, we know that you've raised Kate up for such a time as this. Lord, that you have instilled in her from the womb and your plans and your purposes for her. You've created her to lead. 
And Lord, just as she has been so faithful in the past, leading and searching you, searching for you and worshiping you and seeking after you, Lord, that you would continue to walk with her as she continues to lead in a larger capacity. Lord, we pray that you would instill in her the ability to deliver people from the enemy, that you would instill in her the sacrifice that the women in the Bible gave to serve you. We pray that you would instill in her intercession for her people, that she would be an advocate for us, that she would be a voice, that she would birth things in the spiritual realm, that she would nurture the people that she's feeding and love them, feed them, disciple them, steward them. We just pray for an increase over her. And Lord, we just pray for protection over her and Chris and Cana and Corinne. Lord, that you would just put a hedge of protection over them. Lord, as they are walking into new territory, Lord, that you would go before them, that you would be her advocate. We thank you, Lord, that you have called man and woman to reign and to govern and to lead, and that that is what your kingdom looks like. Kate, what I really saw as I was praying for you for this, this not just this moment, but what you're launching into in the realm of heightened authority as a leader. Um, what I saw was a picture of a nest, <laughs> and it was a nest that was in a heavenly realm, <laughs> with seated with Christ. And I saw that nest as the unique, just like you spoke to us, a unique history and peoples and encounters with God that that you're you're in and you're bringing to this moment but in the nest was were were several eggs you know and i i'm asking the lord what's this all about and he reminded me of this scripture in john 3 that says um he was talking jesus was talking to nicodemus and he says you shouldn't be amazed you shouldn't be surprised that you have to be born of the spirit you know you have to be and the spirit wind it blows wherever it chooses you don't know where it's coming from you don't know where it's going and so is the woman who's born of the spirit and what i feel like the holy spirit is saying to you is get ready because it is within your heart to be spirit born and you are that is who you are as a woman of god and this was so cool. It says the spirit moves as he, ch- as he chooses to move, and you hear his voice. And I would add that to you. You hear his song. You hear his song, you know, and you don't know where he came from or where he goes. But in the Aramaic, what that means is that he's multilayered and mysterious, you know. And, and I just feel like what the Lord was showing me is the Holy Spirit's brooding over the nest of you. And he is so intentionally excited 
about what's about to be born out of that mast. You know, and it is a, it is a, you're on a launching pad for something that is so deep and mysterious. And I appreciate what this says here. It says, the wind, the breath, and the spirit are moved by mysterious moods in their own wonderful ways. And when you feel their touch and hear their voices, you know they are real. And I'm saying that to you, Kate. You know when the spirit's on you like that. You know he's real. And you know that he's unveiling a mystery to you that is so powerful that it has to be unleashed according to his intention. And that is what I'm seeing. And you don't know and understand how that all works in the natural mind, but you know it's real. (laughs) And he moves like that over the whole face of the earth in relationship and through relationship. The life of everyone that is born by the breath, the wind, and the spirit moves in the same mysterious way. And so what I'm seeing here is, you know, you, and Jesus said, you know, if you, sometimes it's just hard for us to accept what he's up to. But I'm just, I'm just saying you're ready for what he's up to, you know, in the spirit. And I just decree that prophetically over you. You're ready for what he's up to. And you're ready for the mystery that's about to be launched through your life. And what the other word that I felt in the prayer room this morning was, you know, this whole idea of unapologetically, <laughs> you know. And that might seem a little bit brazen, <laughs> you know, a brazen term for you to embrace. But you're about to enter into a season where you need to be unapologetically who you are in the full measure of it without apology. Because we need fullest expression of you. And what I see is, you know, I see a picture of, of these, these birds hatching out of your spirit, man, your spirit lady, whatever you want to call them, your, your, your spirit. And your beak is full and your song is, is being released. And I see an increase of, I, I don't want to call, I don't want to call it just tribal influence. I see the Lord growing your tribe. <laughs> You know, I just decree that over you in the spirit that you are about to launch into a future that is bright with anointing (laughs) and the promise of the spirit. And mystery is going to be unveiled through your obedience and through your relational intimacy with the spirit. So I just encourage you in that. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Kate, this morning when you were speaking about being in the group I had for the girls, freshmen through seniors. I remember clear back then, it's not that far for you, but farther for me, I saw a leader in you. I remember telling your mom, you know, that Kate, there's something within Kate to lead. I remember that even after you were in college, I asked you to come back and help me co-lead that group for a while. I didn't know this is where it would lead you. It's so grateful that it has. But way back then, I don't know if you saw it, but we saw a leader being developed within you even then. And this morning as I was praying, I I felt the Lord speaking destiny, the word destiny. And what I saw was Father God, and he was standing, and in front of him, he had your book open. And, of course, your destiny has been written from the beginning to where you are right now. And I felt the Lord saying, this is but a small part of your destiny 
but yet it is also a very big part of your destiny. And what I saw him do was, in the book, turn a page, and it was a new chapter. And I felt him saying, if you will take my hand and let me lead you, I will lead you into the depths of your destiny. Um, I think this goes without saying, but I just keep hearing the word monumental. And I know that, like, you're like, let's just not make a big deal. It's, like, not a big deal. This is a really big deal. This is, like, monumental. I guess I just want to say I'm really proud of you. (laughs) Dumb to say, but I am. My heart just overflows. And I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful that you are obedient and willing and open and patient (laughs) and um this is going to be a day that we look back on at the upper room and say things shifted on this day it's because that you're willing and we love you and we're proud of you just want to honor you The Lord covers shifts. <laughs> Do you see? The, I just want you to see his wings totally enveloping this transition because I just see that so clearly. And I forgot in the vision that I saw that there were feathers everywhere, you know, all embracing and swirling, you know, all around this beautiful imagery of release into greater fullness. And we need an obedient spirit for this to be able to happen, you know, so thank you. We are, we honor you, you know, you're, you're, you're beauty personified because you've allowed the Lord to carry you into a destiny. And, you know, we can have all kinds of potential in us, but until we allow him to realize our purpose, it remains potential. But you have joined with him in the progression towards your destiny and you you've got permission look look at all this permission to be who you are thank you so many so many words that are on my heart have already been said lord just a protection around kate lord and strength and and the grace that she has grown up in that she even saw her mom walk in. Mm-hmm. Lord comes out and just that that pure, gentle, loving heart that cares in her quiet way and does things in her quiet way. Lord, just may it be magnified and, and grown. And so Lord, we just we just declare that Kate is is open and she is yours and she is full of everything that you want her to be, Lord, and she is going to thrive in this position and your protection, your angel's wings and those feathers are just going to constantly surround her, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for the gift that she is to her husband, to her children, to this worship team, to this church, to this community, Lord. We just... We just declare blessing, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Kate, I guess I just want to say um, thank you for, I don't know, just being you. I feel like you have this amazing ability to just pull stuff out of people. <laughs> and I feel like I owe most of my growing to you because you just are able to push without, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, without pushing too much. And you just you just love people and accept them where they are, and I just want to say thank you for leading us, and I know you get frustrated sometimes because you see things in us that we don't see, and I just want to say thank you for not giving up on us and loving us and leading us. Okay, we'll release you amazing women, not Kate, but you. Just let's give these ladies a hand. I just, I just so appreciate the, the generations that were represented here, the women who poured into Kate's life, Kate in turn pouring into their lives and the fruit of that, the amazing family that gave us Kate home, uh, amazing thing. So I'm going to just invite the elders to, uh, is there any final thoughts or prayer that you want to pray over Kate? Um, amen. <laughs> That's all that. It's awesome. Welcome. You, you are a pioneer. And I distinctly remember the elders retreat in which you, you, Lord, through you, really pioneered this pursuit. And that was a, a difficult, that was difficult for you. But you, you broke through. You you broke through that, and you and you and, and it's coming to fruition. And, and like I said, this is this is a huge moment, but it's huge what's about to happen. And I'm so so glad you're part of our team, which you have been, but even more so. Awesome. And congregation, I just feel like um, you know when Jesus. You know, it was said of him in Capernaum, and, you know, like, he couldn't do many miracles there because they didn't believe. Uh, and, you know, it's like, you know, in Nazareth, like, they said, you know, where did, this is Jesus, he grew up among us, you know, where did he get all this wisdom and all this anointing and, you know, and, but here, we have a culture of honor. And, you know, my heart is that we just, see Kate excel all the more. And so, Kate, we give you room to not be who you were, but who you are destined to be. And to to fully enter into that, we say yes, we lift you up, we want you to do the greater works, greater works than we did. Uh, we want you to go farther, higher, and we bless you. By the authority of Jesus Christ, through the laying on of our hands, we separate you apart and sanctify you to the ministry of an elder pastor and a shepherd under Jesus Christ and his church. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, and by his delegated authority of the apostolic ministry represented here, I now declare you duly ordained to the office of elder pastor in the church. Receive the charge to serve here at the Upper Room Fellowship. 
Kate, receive and exercise authority to move fully in the ministry of and the elder pastor to share and to serve without reservation in the, the life and work of the church, to govern and oversee, to assist your fellow elders in the leadership of the Upper Room Fellowship. We hereby commission and authorize you to preach the gospel in the kingdom and to perform such gifts and acts of service in the church that the Lord Jesus Christ, who has appointed you and who is within you, uh, the Lord is your helper. So as elders, we say to you, beloved sister in the Lord, we give you the right hand of fellowship to take part in the ministry of the eldership with us. God has called you and prepared you for eldership. We encourage you to be faithful servants of Christ following his high calling. May the people ever find, you, find in you the grace of God, relying upon his word, upon the Spirit's guidance. Take your place alongside of us on the eldership team. We receive your gifts and call with grateful hearts to the Lord Jesus. Kate, we are rejoicing that we may co-labor with you together in the body of Christ for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 <laughs> now we're going to uh, present Kate with her, uh, her certificate, and we chose the one who is closest to her in the eldership to uh, present that. <laughs> And then we have some small gifts for you, Kate. <clears throat> Any final words you'd like to say, Kate? Okay. <laughs> well, we commend to you Catherine Lauren Home in this great step of faith and thank the Lord for it. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> 